Every year on January 1st, the church celebrates this solemnity that we celebrate today, the solemnity of Mary, the mother of God. And it might strike us a little odd that we call Mary the mother of God. How can Mary, who's a creature, be called the mother of the creator, her creator? So this was actually a title that was officially given to Mary in, in ancient times. This is, has happened at the Council of Ephesus in the year 431. Mary was given this title, Mother of God. But when the, those council fathers gave Mary this title, the, the point wasn't so much about her. The point was really about Jesus and who Jesus is. Because in those days of the early church, and I guess maybe things haven't changed that much today, is that people were saying all, all kinds of different things about Jesus. So the church had to be very clear about who Jesus is, who God is. And so there were people who, and, and even priests and sometimes bishops, who were saying that Jesus wasn't really God, that he was, he was a, a man very blessed and chosen by God who do, did lots of good works, but, but couldn't be rightfully called God. And there were people who said that Jesus' humanity wasn't real, that he looked like a human, but he really wasn't human. And the, the basis of these erroneous ways of thinking was that it, it wasn't believed that the two things could be true at the same time, that Jesus could be fully God and fully man. But this is precisely what the church taught, that he was 100% God and 100% man, and that the, the divine nature and the human nature were perfectly united in the one person of Jesus. And because Jesus is a, a person with two natures, it was important that Mary be called not just the mother of his human nature, but actually the mother of God. Because Jesus is God and his divine nature is united to his human nature. So the church was making an, impo an important point about Jesus in calling Mary the mother of God. That Jesus is a divine person who had a human nature and a divine nature. But the divine person, Jesus, was born from Mary. And therefore, she could be called the mother of God, is rightfully called the mother of God. Uh, it, this title also, I think, tells us something about Mary, too, something important. And that's that she wasn't a surrogate mother. It's not like God introduced something foreign inside of her womb. And then, and then the, the little baby that had been, or the embryo that had been introduced into her womb began to grow and she gave birth to that baby. But rather, the, the teaching of the church is so clear that it was from Mary's own flesh that Jesus was conceived and was born. That Jesus would have shared her DNA, that she's real mother of him and not just surrogate. So in light of this, Mary's real motherhood of Jesus, 
uh, on this feast, I always like to, like to reflect on the gift of motherhood and the blessing of motherhood. God the Father chose that his son be, born, be conceived and born in, a, in the womb of his real mother. And if, if God chose that for his divine son, Jesus, then that means it must be really important. If it was important for Jesus, how much more important it must be for us, too. And if we think about the way that we came into existence, it happened in our mother's womb. And for nine months, our mother's womb was our first home. And what a, what a, a secure and protected place that womb was. Uh, I, I, sometimes I imagine what it's like for the baby to be born. Of course, that happened to me at some point, but I don't remember it. But it must be an extremely traumatic experience to, to be living life, loving life, in the womb of our mother, warm, n- nurtured there, nurtured from her own body, so secure and protected. And then the birth pangs start, painful for the mother, but also terrifying probably for the child, who now is, is that, that secure place, that safe place is no longer secure and, and safe. And now the baby's being forced, expelled from that safe place into a whole new world where there is not that safety and security. It must be a terrifying experience. But then, in most cases, something happens very soon after birth, and that baby is placed in the arms of her mother. And then, all of a sudden, everything changes. That baby experiences what it's like to be held by the, embraced by the arms of her mother. That baby now, be, now realizes that that home where she was so comfortable and protected is actually a person. And that that person has a face. I, I often marvel at how many times the scriptures talk about the importance of the face of the person. And we heard that a couple times in our readings today, actually. In our first reading, the Lord, the Lord blesses his people by saying, let the face of the Lord shine upon you. And this is something that in the Psalms, we cry out to God for him to show us his face. May he let his face shine upon us. And what is what does all of that mean when we ask to see the face of God? Well, it's just, it's, we're asking for God to look at us and to look with love upon us so that we can, because what happens when we see the face of someone who loves us? Well, we're so reassured and comforted and filled with hope and trust. And that's precisely what happens as the baby experiences her mother's love gazing upon her through her mother's face. It's what's communicated to the little baby by that gaze of love and by those tender words that are spoken from mother to baby. We don't learn love by reading about it or by hearing about it. It's not an idea. We, we learn love through a person. And the first person that we learn love through is through our mother. 
who communicates to us love simply by looking at us with love and speaking tender words to us. So, so profound is the relationship between mother and child. It's something that we don't think enough about. The gift of motherhood, the genius of motherhood. So we all were given a, a human mother in our life. Uh, my, my own mother happens to be here. This is strictly coincidence that I'm talking about mothers today and my mom happens to be here. So every one of our mothers is, is imperfect and flawed in some way. My mother, for instance, is too good of a cook. That's her flaw. She's too thoughtful and too generous. But every, every one of our mothers bears certain imperfections. And some of us were probably blessed with a, a great mother whose imperfections were few. Uh, but some of us maybe had a mother who's, who had many imperfections. Or maybe a mother through whom we did not learn un, what unconditional love is. Or maybe a mother who was absent. Or maybe a mother who was deceased. So the great gift that God gives us uh, in Mary is a, a perfect mother for each one of us. And this isn't something that we're supposed to think of just as a nice idea, but actually really at the core of who we are. Because what happens when we're baptized? It's the most important thing in our life that can happen to us, by the way, is that we're baptized. Because what happens when our parents bring us to the baptismal font is that we're reborn there as a son of God, as a daughter of God. And what does it mean to be a son or a son or daughter of God? It means that we're a brother or a sister of Jesus. And if we're a brother or a sister of Jesus, then that means that Mary is our mother in a real and true way. And that Mary exercises real motherhood over us. Uh, we, we get this also from the scriptures, when at the end of Jesus' life, when he was dying on the cross, Mary was there as mother, and then St. John, representing all of us, was there too. And what does he say to St. John? He says, behold your mother. And he says to Mary, behold your son. So Jesus himself makes this explicit in the gospel, that God gives us a mother in Mary. And unlike our human mother, who is imperfect, as good as they may be, Mary is a perfect mother and wants us to experience her love and tenderness. Wants us actually to experience in her, in a spiritual way, everything that we experienced in a human and relational way with our, our own biological mother. That as Mary wants us to know her loving gaze and to see her loving smile. Mary wants to awaken life within our soul, just like our mother's smile when we were laid in her arms for the first time awakened some kind of new life within us. There's a new relationship that's being formed, formed here. Mary wants to do this in a, in a spiritual way with us. Uh, there's a time in my life when my relationship with Mary really grew, and that was during a time I was I was deprived of the comfort of my own mother's presence in my life. That's when I was finishing my seminary studies, and I did that in Rome. 
and I and so that was the last five years of my my studies and uh, as blessed as those years were there were also many challenges and uh, I missed my family and I, I missed my mom and so I what in God's providence I'm so grateful that he inspired me to do this I got in the habit of every night before I went to bed I would I'd actually leave, leave the seminary doors and I would walk around the perimeter of, of the campus and I would pray the rosary as I did that. And uh, while I was praying the rosary, I would just think about what happened during my day. And I would just give my day to Mary. And a lot of the times I was thinking, thinking about how much I'd screwed up my day. And so I just gave that to Mary. And... What I experienced from her was that she's not at all judgmental because she's a perfect mother. So I experienced how wide open her heart was to me and whatever I had to share with her, her heart was wide open. And as, as that became a habit in my life, I really felt her tender love and care. Sometimes I even said to her, Mary, I miss my mom. I need you to be mom to me. And and she was. I really experienced that. And I continue to to experience that today. So this is the great gift that God wants each one of us to have. What I'd like us to think about is how we might cultivate that gift in our life. You know, if we, if we don't try to receive, if someone wants to give me a gift, I have to reach out my hands to accept it. And if I keep my hands like this and I never reach out to accept the gift, I, I, I can't receive it. And so this is true of any gift that God wants to give us as well. We have to reach out our hands to accept the gift that he's giving us. So how might we reach out our hands and accept the gift of Mary's relationship with us, her motherhood for us in our life. One of the best ways, I think, to do this is to, is to make praying the rosary a habit, a daily habit, even, to pray it as a family, to pray it as individuals. If our, our world would be so different if everybody prayed the rosary. It would. Because uh, it, would be, it would be a mother's love inspiring us in our daily life, how much more peace we would experience if we prayed the rosary. Other kinds of devotions are, are so good. We, we can find a devotion that really fits us. I was so touched a few weeks ago at St. Pius when I was at, the, at Our, La- the Our Lady of Guadalupe celebrations there. And at, at one point during the, during the liturgy, people bring up the flowers that they've brought for Mary. We, we have a we put a big image of Our Lady of Guadalupe in front of the altar, and then, gosh, at, the, at our evening celebration, there were probably 50 people who all came up with, with a big bouquet of roses. And uh, we had set out all of these vases, but we didn't even have enough vases, dozens of vases, and we didn't have enough for everybody to put their flowers that they brought from Mary. And I was so touched to watch their faces as they approached the image of Mary. And to see how much they trusted her. And to see how confident they were in her. 
It's like no matter what the situation of their life, and maybe for some of them it wasn't a very good situation of, our, of their life, they're so confident in her love for them and in her care for them. So this is the grace that God desires for all of us, the gift that God wants to give each of us if we'll just reach out our hands to receive the gift. So let's ask, let's thank the Lord for the gift today and ask him to give us the grace to reach out our hands to receive this love that he wants to give us through a mother's heart. Mary, Mother of the Church, our Mother, pray for us.